0: Scofflaws is a show about the history of crime, criminals, and the investigation thereof. There may be discussion of adult themes and generally icky stuff. Also, neither host is a legal professional, and this show does not contain any legal advice. Remember, crime doesn't pay.
1: Unless you're really good. Hello, and welcome to the Scofflaws, the history of law and disorder. My name is Sean, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Kate. Say hi, Kate.
0: Hi, Kate.
1: So this is our second attempt at recording. (sighs) Uh, My audacity crashed. Um, So we're going to run through our bits express style. Um, I have a Tom Collins. Never had a Tom Collins before. wonder what it tastes like. Hmm. Tastes like limeade and tea. All right, Kate, you had a thing?
0: I had a thing about an asshole lady who judged or who put up a dress code for her wedding based on their weight. And then when people questioned her about it, she did a polygraph test.
1: Can you tell we're we're through with having to repeat bits?
0: (laughs) Even my dog is whining on cue in the background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... Um... We'll have to post the story because I don't want to make you read through again. Seriously, it sounded like the woman's theme was Hunting Party, the most dangerous game. <laughs> uh, so, so, Kate, I believe we have uh, either. We're either talking about a uh, Wild West bandit or some douche in California who fixes up cars. <laughs>
0: Yes, we're. if you couldn't figure it out, Scofflaws, we're talking about Jesse James, which today is the anniversary of his first bank robbery.
1: All right, well, let's dig into Jesse James.
0: So Jesse James was born in 1847 in Clay County, Missouri, to a woman who had the best sounding name ever, Zerelda.
1: Zerelda.
0: Zerelda. It's like Zelda with an "r."
1: The legend of Zerelda. And the have no particular significance.
0: <laughs> so they were hemp farmers, you know, blaze it. And they had slaves. So when the Civil War came, even though Missouri was part of the Union, they were Confederate sympathizers. However... Frank James, Jesse James's older brother, was forced to go fight for the Union and joined a guerrilla warfare faction fighting against the Union from within.
1: Double agent.
0: Yeah, that, that actually happened a lot in the Civil War. So Jesse James... I, I believe it. <laughs> so Jesse James actually um, is thought to have never stopped fighting the Civil War. His motives were purely about... His anger that the Confederacy lost and that basically people were made to give up their slaves and live a ter- terrible existence.
1: <laughs> live a terrible existence of not super wealth.
0: Yeah, totally. So basically, Jesse and his brother continued with the guerrilla faction after the Civil War, and it was led by Bloody Bill Anderson. So after Bloody Bill Anderson was killed, Jesse James really wanted revenge. So after Anderson was killed the most of the bloody them, Bill Anderson. Bloody Bill Anderson. Yeah. So think of Mamma Mia and Bill Anderson covered in blood.
1: So. That's a reference I don't get.
0: Yes! It's one of my favorite movies.
1: You and My Sister. I have never seen it once. It's,
0: you wouldn't like it. I love it. It's kitschy and adorable.
1: Uh, so bloody bill anderson was killed
0: bloody bill anderson was killed and most of his faction went back home to live civilian lives except for frank and jesse james they decided they wanted to rob and pillage and jesse really played the victim card so he felt victimized by the republicans in the uh in congress and in government who were basically having a stranglehold on all of the south because you know that's the restoration in a nutshell so on december 7th 1869 jesse and frank shot an unarmed cashier at a bank in the middle of broad fucking daylight (laughs) they robbed a bank and they didn't they came away with some unimportant papers (laughs)
1: oh god they shot they shot the cashier in broad daylight
0: yep they did and later this is when the infamous phrase was turned by jesse james that he'll never be taken alive
1: shortly before he was taken alive
0: (laughs) it was a couple decades but uh the newspapers mentioned Jesse James and Jesse James was like, uh, yeah, give me all this attention. So he started tailoring his heists to get the most publicity.
1: That's, that's always, that's always been a fascinating point of me of like these high profile, like thieves and cutthroats where you have a profession that is designed to work nominally when no one knows who the fuck you are.
0: But they want to be in all the
1: newspapers.
0: Exactly. He's quoted in one of the letters he wrote to John Newman Edwards, kind of the guy that had all the exclusive on Jesse James. So Jesse is quoted with writing, We are not thieves. We are bold robbers. I am proud of the name, for Alexander the Great was a bold robber, and Julius Caesar, and Napoleon Bonaparte.
1: None of those stories end well.
0: None. Not a single one of them. And the worst part is, Jesse James called himself a Robin Hood. There's no record of him ever giving the money to anyone. At all.
1: Now, why would he?
0: Exactly. Well, and also, he was essentially creating a legend about himself. People, before he even died, people were like fawning over him and thought he was the greatest thing before sliced bread. Get it? Because sliced bread wasn't invented yet. But um. Yeah.
1: Well, at least he had branding on point.
0: He did. He was. He would have been a social media influencer today.
1: <laughs> slash. <laughs> slash, robber.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so. Jesse James let all of this go to his head until 1776. And by this time he had thought he was invincible and he would never get caught cuz he was never caught. So, in 7 or excuse me, in 1876, he went all the way to Northfield, Minnesota, 500 miles from where he usually did his robberies and basically fucked everything up. <laughs>
1: Uh, you changed the location just a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. And so he, the town, the people in the town hated crime. Obviously, it's Minnesota. So.
1: <laughs> Don't you know?
0: Exactly. So they killed two of the robbers, then and there, of J- the James gang. And they hunted down the rest.
1: Ooh. Jesse and Franklin. The Frank people are Le- the law enforcement.
0: Exactly. Well, and that was actually really common. Not so much in Minnesota, but like in a lot of places out west. police. I, I wouldn't be
1: surprised about Minnesota. Minnesota is cheese and Vikings.
0: I excuse you. Wisconsin is cheese. Do not insult my state like that. <laughs> Minnesota Mount- is lakes, lakes and Vikings. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Butter, Lakes, and Vikings. My apologies.
0: And Lakes is even stretching it. Wisconsin has more lakes than Minnesota.
1: <laughs> I didn't realize there was this huge dairy turf war between Minnesota and Wisconsin. Um, Wisconsin is the dairy
0: state. That is our state thing. I don't even know Illinois' state thing. Wisconsin is the fucking dairy state.
1: The plain state.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh,
1: uh, it sounds corn. like a
0: west. It sounds like a fucking wasteland. Why did I move here?
1: No, you're you're thinking of Ohio and Nebraska.
0: I've been to both places. <laughs> Illinois is just as bad. It just has Chicago. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard and I'm we also crying.
1: Have, we also have a town called Normal.
0: Yeah, I know. My sister lives outside of it. <laughs>
1: All right, so he went up to Minnesota, and the Vikings fucked his shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, so only he and his brother were, came out alive, and they were forced to flee to Tennessee.
1: Oh, no, not Tennessee.
0: Anything but Tennessee.
1: Oh, maybe it's better than Georgia.
0: Georgia's not that bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember distinctly in, like, the eighth grade. My I guess my his my social studies teacher had a thing out for Georgia because hmm. he made a point of pointing out that when the colonies were forming, Georgia was basically where they sent all like the the scoundrels and like prison runoff people. Yeah. Like the Australia of the continental United States.
0: It was a prison colony. I thought that's also just a really fun fact. It's one of my favorite US history facts. <gasps>
1: Oh man, we should do an episode on Australia considering the fact that it was just born from Britain, shipping off people it didn't want.
0: Uh, you sent me a link about the Emu Wars. We'll talk about Australia then.
1: <laughs> Alright.
0: Anyway. So, anyway, Vikings
1: fuck shit, only two survive.
0: Exactly. So we are nearing the end of James's life. So, his wife has a name that rivals his mother's. Her name is Z. Oh, dear.
1: Is what? Z. Just Z?
0: Z-E-E. Z E E. Z! Mm hmm. So he essentially left crime in 1876 after the incident. And.
1: It's, it's German for Z Bart. Z.
0: <laughs> and he basically started taking part in a ton of money-making schemes, only to find out that he missed the whole robbery and spotlight. Mostly the spotlight.
1: So he he went from from stagecoach and bank robbery to scams and MLMs, and decided that was too boring.
0: Exactly. So... Uh, He gathered up a new gang, and his old gang was all ex-Confederates, so their reasoning was really personal. Everyone was... His new gang was all in it for the money, not in it for the cause. And because they were so easily slayed by money, they collected a $10,000 reward after informing Missouri's governor what James's plans were. <laughs>
1: he paid better.
0: Exactly. So on April 3rd, 1882, Jesse James got a bullet in the back of his head and died.
1: Oh, man. What, a, what an inglorious way to go out.
0: Exactly. And this myth lives on forever. They make that's how you
1: make a ghost. That's how you make a ghost right there.
0: Look, you took a perfectly good spirit and you you ruined it. Look at it; he's got anxiety.
1: (laughs) You took a glory hound and you took him out rather than going out in a blaze of glory with a lead slug to the back of the dome. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I never, I never, I didn't think he was like that far east.
0: Yeah, um, you're thinking, people often think Jesse James was like in Arizona and stuff. He never was. You're thinking more, well, he may have been, but you're thinking more of like Wyatt or Buffalo Bill Cody.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's around the same time frame, so I can see why people get confused, but yeah, no, he's always sort of grouped in with that that Wild West sort of vibe.
0: Yeah, and they all thought that he was in the gang with them, and he never was. That's also confusing to me. Like people are like, you're, oh yeah, they're all in the same gang. No, why did Earp had his own gang?
1: So you're not affiliated sense. with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Anyway, that's what I have on Jesse James, and damn, he's a diva.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, damn, that is that is one uh that is one diva ish uh bank robber there. I I and I, I brought this up in in the episode I did with with John about Arsène Lupin mm-hmm. that it's it's such a it's such a fascinating thing where people who operate in the shadows desire that spotlight so so much.
0: Oh, I know. It's, it's confusing. I don't understand
1: it. Um something something narcissistic Something something, narcissistic personality disorder, something something.
0: Yeah, exactly that. I'm not a psychiatrist though, so I can't diagnose that shit.
1: Oh, neither am I, but I can I can almost say those words. Just takes a couple tries. Ooh, that Tom Collins went quick. Okay. <laughs> Alright, um. So if you'd like to add to this discussion, you can uh Email us at scofflawspodcast at gmail.com, or you can uh, visit us on Facebook either at our uh, main page or our community page, both on our Scofflaws A History of Law and Disorder. I think the, the main page is missing the A. Um, it is, and, I, and
0: Facebook won't let
1: me change it. Yeah, I think I'd have to be the one to change it, uh, but I've sort of left it that way so I can differentiate between the two. Oh, goodness. Um, or you can. Uh, visit us on uh, Twitter at scofflawscast, or I just finished up uh, revamping our Patreon and working out some of the, the problems and the tiers and like making actual goals for us.
0: Yay! Uh,
1: <laughs> at patreon.com slash podcast. I had to think for a second. <laughs> Alright, so... Alright, so I think that's about it for us, and since since it was such a point of contention in this episode I've looked up a dumb law for Minnesota Oh god And Oh there's some gems here there's some uh there's some bright crystal gems standing out to me here
0: <laughs> Pick one so I can feed my animal
1: <laughs> All right this one has the the full text of the law um it is illegal to stand around any building without a without a good reason to be there. It's
0: called soliciting. Or not soliciting, that's called loitering.
1: Uh they have it under vagrancy.
0: Yeah, loitering is a part of vagrancy. When we do the episode on vagrancy, I'll tell everyone all about it. Fucking love but they, vagrancy. They, they...
1: <laughs> um i don't know if it's a real law or not but i i one that i've always carried around is like a dumb law is the one for illinois where you have to have a dollar in your wallet otherwise you could be accused of vagrancy. i think that's an old law yeah i, I that always struck me as like old timey
0: oh i am so sorry oh.
1: Well, i guess that means it's the end of the episode <laughs> All right, we're going to let Kate go feed her dog, and I'm probably going to go attend to the one that's upstairs for me and wondering why two people left and only one returned. No. All right, this, this has no. been Scott Flaw's History of Law and Disorder. My name is Sean, and this has been Kate. Say bye, Kate.
0: Bye, Kate.